Hi, welcome to the Bread Podcast, which stands for beauty, response, and expression in art and daily life. We're your hosts. I'm Andy. And I'm Ariel. In this podcast, we discuss how as Christians and artists, we express and respond to God's creative nature. On today's episode, we have a special guest with us, Jonathan Ogden. He is a singer, songwriter, producer from Manchester, UK. He also is the lead singer of the indie worship band of Rivers and Robots. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. It's good to be here. We're so excited to have you. It's an honor to have you. Yeah, it's an honor to be on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so Jonathan, you're part Mm. of the band of Rivers and Robots. And you guys are a seven-man band. And uh, I just thought it was so cool how you guys came up with the name. So I wanted to ask if you can let our listeners know how you came up with the (laughs) name of Rivers and Robots. Yeah, this is the question we get asked the most because it's like the weirdest name for a worship band. <laughs> um, but basically, I was like 18 when I picked the name, so that kind of explains it a bit. But um, I was basically trying to combine acoustic music and electronic music at the same time. So I grew up listening to a lot of like my dad's music. He loved like a lot of folk with really nice harmonies and all that stuff. And then uh, one of my older brothers was a DJ as well. So I kind of had the two influences in my household growing up and I think when I come to write worship music, I was like just curious to see what it would sound like to try and combine that kind of natural melodic sound with some really electronic sounds as well. Yeah. Um, And then just trying to come up with like a catchy name that was available that would like combine those two things. Yeah. (laughs) Ribs and robots seem to stick. (laughs) I kind of regretted it though when I saw it on like worship flyers and you could see like all these worship bands' names and then Rivers and Robots. (laughs) No, but I think think that's perfect. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> I guess so. It's memorable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like charming. So with what you do, how do you make sure that you're doing what God's called you to do and how he's created you, even mm-hmm. when it looks nothing like what other people are doing or what other people are like? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think um, a lot of it just comes down to kind of discovering your authentic self. And I think sometimes that actually happens in community as well. Like you see the way you are with other people and the way other people interact with you and things people share and speak into your life. I think it doesn't entirely just happen in isolation, but I think there are also things that there are things that I would do and like ways that I would act when I'm like completely on my own at home. And there's just that freedom of like, no one's watching and I'm my kind of usual goofy self and (laughs) like, there's things that I enjoy and like the type of things that I want to sing and play and all that kind of stuff. And I started to notice like, okay, are there areas that I like change who I am at home when I'm like on a stage or in front of other people, because I'm like thinking so much about what they think about me or mm-hmm. I'm intimidated by their opinion and that kind of stuff. And I started to see, okay, why do I feel more shy around these people? Like, and I guess it just kind of unearthed like some insecurities and that kind of stuff. And a lot of it was actually, I guess it's pride at the end of the day. Like it's, it's stuff that like, I'm so bothered about what people think about me that <laughs> I feel like I have to change who I am or do things a certain way to try and fit in with this. And I mean, I think it's going to be a journey for the rest of life, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've just been gradually moving more towards that kind of, I'm just going to be myself and be like who I am and who I believe God's created me to be and not be like intimidated or feel like I need to change for the opinions of other people and try and like perform or fit some image of who people think I am. And yeah, it's been a a lesson for sure, but I'm just trying to grow in that and understand the truth of like, what's God saying about me and what's actually like true about who I am in the word of God. And does my life line up to that? And if not, then 
I want to change something that does line up to that. Mm. Um, and I think also there's a good side of, of being in community as well. Like I say, like the, it's not just in completely that you don't want to listen to anyone's opinions about who you are, but there'll be people that like mentors and older people and peers who will like spot things in your life and call certain things out or like push you to be better as well. And I think that's kind of the good side of being around other people. So mm. yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you. That's good. There are so many questions that I would like to ask in so little time, <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> but something that I love about like just following your journey from afar is mm. I feel like you have this spirit of like a creative director of sorts because mm. you do a lot of things. Like you do graphic design, <laughs> yeah. you, of course, music, also um, doing mission work. You even like function as a director sometimes because I know like <laughs> on your music videos, you have a lot of like ideas. So I guess um, something that I've been thinking about is I think in this world, it's like a very reductionist world where we should hyper-specialize mm -hmm. and be good yeah. at one thing. But mm -hmm. you seem like someone who's like, no, I'm going to just do everything that interests me, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I guess like, what do you feel mm -hmm. about that? Do you feel like we should do more as Christian artists, just mm -hmm. be hyper-specialized? Or what do you feel about that kind of like, not issue, yeah. but thing? I've always, I've always felt like I should specialize. Um I don't know if that's an external thing that you just hear from other people, but yeah, I felt like there is a lot that I enjoy and that I want to do. Um, <laughs> the guys in the band are always making fun of me because I always have like five side projects on the go at the same time. <laughs> I always like share another idea and they're like, is this another side project? <laughs> um, but I think there's just a lot of different areas that I enjoy and I kind of enjoy trying all of it. If I see, um, I don't know, I enjoy watching videos on YouTube and like seeing people create short films and so I like bought myself a little camera and tried to figure out how to do that and then got really into graphic design, tried to learn that. And there's definitely been some things that I've tried out um, learning and thought, yeah, this is not like where I fit. <laughs> um, definitely not a strength for me. And yeah, I think I've slowly begun to like narrow into certain things that I love and I'm passionate about. And I think there's that whole phrase of like the jack of all trades and master of none. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and that you can be like, do all this stuff, but you don't, get really good at one thing but it's actually like a misquote of the original quote which is to be a jack of all trades and master of one um mm. so like you can be good at a lot of things and still choose to specialize in one thing oh wow that's so mm, good i like that yeah i've been trying to figure out what that is in my kind of sphere then because i know i do like design music bit of video stuff but i'm trying to be like okay it's okay to be good at those things um but like I can only, I only have so much time and like if I'm going to really invest in training into something, I want to try and sort of pick an area that I can really invest in that. Which, yeah, I feel at the moment is music. I'm kind of like really diving into that. I used to say that I was a full-time designer and part-time musician and now I kind of switch those over. So <laughs> I'm like full-time yeah, mu yeah. music now and then I do kind of graphic design and video to support that. But yeah, I guess it's just doing what I feel brings joy and what I enjoy creating and other people enjoy. Yeah, the reason why I say that is because you're like, we're talking about authenticity and being yourself. Mm. And I feel like that comes out of who you are. Like you have the desire mm -hmm. and you're excited <laughs> to do it. But I feel like a yeah. lot of people have that desire. But I feel mm -hmm. like maybe a lot of us are afraid to kind mm. of broach out and just try it. But I love that you have the mm -hmm. spirit of freedom and just going mm. for it. Yeah. 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 So I think a lot of people, including myself, overthink kind of their purpose in life and like what they're mm. called to do and like mm -hmm. what God gave them to accomplish here on earth. But from what I'm hearing you say, like you have all these 
different things that you like to do. For myself, like I've always like, oh, I like to do a lot of things. And I actually said that in our last podcast. I said I am mm-hmm. a, a jack of all, not literally all trades. But <laughs> I could do yeah. I could do a little singing, a little dancing, a little mm-hmm. you know music and stuff. But I'm not like super good at just like one thing. And so mm-hmm. I know for me and probably a lot of our listeners, they're kind of like, what is it that I'm supposed to do? in my mm-hmm. life and they kind of like overthink. They think like, I like to do this, but I don't know if that's God's plan for my life. So I'm scared to just invest my time into that. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, we'd only have so much time. So mm-hmm. what would you say to people who are like overthinking it? How did you find freedom? <clears throat> mm. Yeah, I think this is a big process for me to go through. Like, Because I think to begin with, my identity was very tied to what I do. And I was like... I'm Jonathan, the designer, or like I'm Jonathan, the musician. And like, I am who I am because of the thing that I do. And even like the way that I would measure success would be based on the things I create or like, am I a successful designer? Cause I've done this thing or all that kind of mindset. And so I started to, I remember hearing a preacher say, I'll see if I can quote this right. He was talking about being a successful human being. And like the thing that every human is designed to do is to be in a relationship with God and like, uh-huh to receive his love and to choose to like love him in return. And that's like the one reason that every human being is created. And so mm-hmm. to be someone who loves God and is loved by God, that is a successful human. <laughs> and so before you've even done a single thing, like you are successful if that is the position that you're in, you know? Um, and so that kind of like shifted my mindset of like, before I write one song or create a thing, like I already have that success in the sense of like, being a person that has chosen to love God and be loved by him and like be in relationship with him. And then the kind of stuff that I do then is a kind of um, vocation or calling or purpose. And I see that as something you kind of unearth over time. I mean, even for me, I didn't know music was something I would do full time at all. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, Well, I first wanted to pursue animation. That's like where I was heading and where I was convinced I was going to end up, but that ended up leading into design and then music coming out of that. But yeah, I think it's... um, it's just looking at like what you have around you, like what's God placed in front of you. What are the things that you actually like enjoy and the things that you're naturally drawn to? And I think for me, it was kind of like a surprise going into music, but then looking backwards, I was like, well, of course it would be music. Like I've loved producing that like all my life and I love listening to music and like God's put that desire in me. So like, why wouldn't that be the thing that he wants me to do? You know? yeah. <laughs> um, and so just, yeah, kind of trying to relieve yourself of that pressure to be like, is this thing that I do my created purpose and this one thing I was made for is like, mm. it's just looking at what you enjoy, what the things are you have around you, what do you have the resource for and the time for and just like, give it a go, try it. Wow, <laughs> wow that's so good. You're yeah, so right. Really. So many people do just put their worth and their identity and what they can accomplish or even like just the idea for God is kind of sometimes mm. like it puts it so much on us still like Mm. like where we kind of give ourselves glory of like oh i'm doing this for god and it's making it about (laughs) us sometimes you know yeah there's a lot of freedom i hear a lot Mm. of rest in that like resting and who you are in christ you know yeah yeah. Um, that's really good good. yeah and there's a lot of like leaning into the process of it as well like realizing that i'm not going to be like at this level immediately when i start something and sometimes that's frustrating seeing that gap of like i know i want to do this but I just don't have the skill level to get there yet. And um, I think one of the nice things, even with social media and like 
a lot of changing in like particularly the music industry like we can share things that are kind of unfinished and share things that are works in progress mm. um and it doesn't have to be like wait so you get signed to a record label and release this big album you've been working on for three years like you can share a little thing you've written in your bedroom on an acoustic guitar and post an Instagram story that disappears after 24 hours. And like, <laughs> I think there's something quite freeing about not feeling like you have to build up to this pinnacle moment, but just be like, well, here's what I know right now. Like I've learned this one song and I might as well share it and wow. kind of remove some of that pressure to like build up to this thing. And then wow. gradually you like do more and more of that and improve. And you kind of bring people on that journey with you of like, okay, I'm not the best musician, but I'm passionate about this and watch my journey and let me like see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, so there's uh, something I was kind of pouring over your Instagram a couple of days ago, Jonathan. And <laughs> yeah. there was a quote by Jordan Peterson that really spoke to me. And mm. it was uh, it was a photo with the caption, beauty is a window into the divine. Mm. And I thought that was like, that captured kind of like what I want to do as an artist too, very well. Mm -hmm. But can you kind of talk a little bit more about that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing that quote and it like blew my mind for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's um, crazy. Because, yeah, I've always been drawn to beauty, whether it's like in nature or in music. And I think it's just so clearly something God's created in us. And even the fact that music or art like moves us, that we have an emotional reaction to that is like, it doesn't make logical sense in that sense. <laughs> like, mm. There's no reason why I should hear these certain combination of melodies and frequencies and that makes me feel happy or makes me feel sad. Or like, mm. it just seems like this beautiful gift that God's given to us to be able to appreciate beauty and appreciate creative things and art. And um, I think when we create something that is truly beautiful, we're actually like that experience of hearing something or seeing something that's just pouring out beauty is just like, we're getting a glimpse of God as the creator and the mm. the beauty of who he is and the way that he's created us as well. And wow. I think that's a big part of like being made in God's image. Like God is a creator. God creates beautiful things and, um, the fact that we're even able to do that, that we're even able to create something that has beauty to it. And it's just like a tiny little sliver of like, God's like infinitely better than this, but mm. it's like a little sliver of beauty. <laughs> um, so good. I think it's just an amazing thing that we can give to each other as people. And I don't know, I find art, there's a lot of different things you can do. Like it's a, a language to communicate so many things and you can challenge people. There's a lot of like quite, I don't know, I guess, ugly art in some senses or like kind of aggressive whatever <laughs> and you know there's a place for that and it can challenge things and be provocative but I think there's just something really amazing about communicating beauty through art and the way that mm. that just makes us feel like in the human spirit that connects us to something of who God is and the, the beauty that he's That's created so us to be able to appreciate so. so with that I actually was listening to your album 24 hours mm. and so as you were talking about that, I'm wondering what inspired that album. Because I was listening mm. to it and I was like, oh, this is a song for like every hour of the day. And how exactly did you get that idea for one? And also mm. in your mind, I was interested personally in like, how does this exactly exemplify three o'clock? You know, mm -hmm. like in his <laughs> mind, like how did how did right. you come up with all of that? Yeah, I remember reading Psalm 19 that starts with the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And then he goes on to say like day unto day pours out speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. And as I started to like dig into that, there's basically like 
six verses at the start of that psalm where David's just talking about the sky and like the sun and moon and it all like mm. moving across the sky. And I was thinking that's kind of interesting that he takes so long just to talk about the way the sky looks and <laughs> describe that stuff. But oh. it's almost like like that word of that proclaims his handiwork. It's like this sky is an example of like God's masterpiece of creation that he's like displaying every single day and all around the world, wherever you are, you can see the sky from wherever you are and see this masterpiece that he's created. And like, every time you look at it, it's different and he's showing more of his love and beauty, like every single time. Uh, There's no words and no speech where his voice isn't heard. And it's almost like, it doesn't need to be like a plane writing God loves you in the sky. (laughs) Like just the very fact that it is beauty and creative, like is revealing something of God's heart to people. And, um, I just wanted to like dig into that and explore that. So I have like a little skylight in my room here where I write music and I literally would just sit here at different times of day and look at the sky and be like, okay, how does this feel? And how do I communicate that into some kind of sound? Wow. Um, but yeah, it was a real journey, like exploring that and trying to unpack it musically. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That was beautiful. Yeah, it really is. I feel like the more area I think you could probably agree to, the more we do these podcasts and we talk about art and God, the more like I'm starting to come to like a working definition of what that is. And while you're talking like that, I think the words that I got, Jonathan, was like, art is sometimes simply just like noticing God's beauty Mm. and like showing others that, you know, it's like art has like a softening effect on our hearts where it's like Mm -hmm. when our heart is like distant from God, when we're kind of like cold, it's like if we read a poem about God or hear a work about God, it kind of softens us to like re-engage. It's like, oh, shoot. Mm. I see it like this now, you know, that's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's really powerful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're talking about kind of process and how you love to work around concepts like time, mm. seasons. So is there anything unique about your creative process? I know that's like a loaded thing because your creative process is so <laughs> many steps, but something mm. that you kind of have to do to get yourself in the zone. Mm. I think a big challenge sometimes is just getting started on something and that kind of like fear of the blank page <laughs> when you're just like, okay, I could start something right now and I don't know what to do. I've been trying to just get into more the practice of doing something, even in this like quarantine time. I heard a producer say that he makes like a certain number of tracks every day and he'll just like churn out these beats and ideas and they all just sit somewhere on his hard drive. And I was inspired by that. I've definitely not done that level of <laughs> creating music, but I have tried to just take some time every day and just think, okay, let's just try and make something, even if it's really simple, mm. like a little loop or just a quick design of something. But yeah, just trying to like start a bunch of ideas and then some of them, like one day I'll do something and be like, okay, I feel like this is going somewhere and I'll run with it for a few days and develop it. But sometimes it's just a fun experiment and practice and it's just trying something out. But yeah, I feel like that was a hurdle for me. Like I felt like every idea I started had to be a finished song or a finished mm. piece and needed to be refined. But I've been learning more that sometimes you just start things and it's okay to just try something out and then leave it and do something else. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When you came to V3 with Of Rivers and Robots, a couple of members, mm. Something that was really powerful that the audio engineer Alex and I still talk about is when you got like the revelation of like the sailboat mm. and and like it reminds me of like your EP artwork as well, you know, by the streams. Yeah. But yeah. can you just talk about that a little bit, that revelation you got? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, this was at a time maybe like five years ago, I think. And we were having all these kind of discussions with Rivers and Robots. Like, okay, we've got labels chatting to us and people telling us like you could do this and be this kind of thing. And I just wanted to like seek God on all of that and be like, I feel like I need some direction from him and (laughs) just need to hear what he's saying. And I was in this prayer room and 
yeah, I saw this kind of very visual image of a little sailboat heading out into the sea. And it was like it went on forever. Like you couldn't see the end of the horizon. It was just like this water going on and on. And as this boat was going out, it's kind of like the camera <laughs> zoomed out and there were all these other little boats around and each one looked different and just like unique in a different way. But everyone was kind of heading in this same direction. And there was like hardly anything out in front. It felt like very much heading into unknown territories. And yeah, I felt like God was saying through that, that our little project was like one of these sailboats and we're just heading out into something that feels really unknown, but we kind of, we're sailing out into essentially like the knowledge of God and just pursuing who he is and discovering more Mm -hmm. of him. And then as we head out in this direction that we feel really alone in, we're going to meet a lot of other artists and creators that are slightly different or do things a different way, but we have this same heart to like go after God and like kind of communicate who he is. Um, And then there was actually like a second part of it where... It was, it's kind of like that scene in, um, is it Pirates of the Caribbean or something where they like go over <laughs> the end of the world? Um, and, uh, it's like these boats kind of went over the edge and it like flipped into like another sea and there was like millions and millions of these boats and wow. it was kind of like eternity and like seeing the other side of things and realizing that even though we felt really alone in this, there's actually been like generations and generations of people who've been doing this that we wow. couldn't see and like we're going to meet him one day that like, I don't know, art history and David and the Psalms, like all this kind of people, like wow. there's just been thousands of years of people doing this creative stuff. And yeah. And it's felt like, like it's totally happened in the sense of like, we didn't know many other artists doing similar things to us. And since then we've just been meeting so many people and we've talked to them about their vision. It's like exactly the same as us. And we're like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. No, there's something going on right now. I just feel like mm, some, some totally. spirit within believers and artists where kind of a camaraderie in what we're talking about. Cause someone actually talked to me about a similar image that you got as well. Mm, and yeah. when you, when you say that it makes complete sense that the other sailboats are kind of like seeing the same thing, you know? Right. And it's like, it gives yeah, me encouragement because yeah. it feels like I think as an artist, sometimes aspiring to do a lot of things, I sometimes get like discouraged, like, God, am I really doing this the right way? Mm. But like that image kind of like gives me confidence that you're going the right direction. You're just going to mm-hmm. need, you're going to need faith and you're going to need people, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's, that's really good. I've shared that with people and had similar things where they've said, oh, like I had a similar image and like, I love it because it it's not dependent on any like one person like no one can stand up and be like I pioneered this thing and (laughs) created this whole movement it's like God's just doing it and people are feeling the same vision and pursuing the same goal without ever meeting the other people and then meeting them and be like oh we're all going the same way like Mm -hmm. it's just totally God's orchestration and we're like just following what he's doing so feels good (laughs) wow thank you for that so Jonathan who are some artists that inspire you since you're inspiring a lot of people but who inspires you Mm, that's a good question. I think one of my like early inspirations was Matt Redman mm-hmm. as just a worship songwriter. I remember just the amount of Bible verses that he gets into songs that I didn't realize when I was growing up in church. I remember the first time reading the Bible all the way through and being like, oh, that's that Matt Redman song. And oh, that's another <laughs> Matt Redman song. And I loved that. I think that was just a, a big inspiration for me. And I was like, if I can communicate some of the truth of this word in music, like that's a really beautiful thing. And then, yeah, right now there's a lot of up and coming artists. And I think some that we were on that tour with as well, like Taylor Armstrong and Isla Vista Worship. And yeah, just a bunch of different artists who are really like expressing authentic creativity and worship and people that just don't sound like another worship artist that I know. And I think it's cool that it doesn't even sound necessarily like each other. Like it's not like a, just a new genre and we like, we're all doing this style now and we, we all play acoustic guitars now. It's like, 
I feel like the new movement of worship is like so diverse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That it's kind of escaped that thing of like worship as a genre and is now like, it's just so unique and mm. different expressions and so much out there. And yeah, that inspires me. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Okay. So what, uh, something I wanted to do is backtrack a little bit. And mm. I wanted to ask if you have any memory or story from your time of doing missions. Mm. Yeah, like uh, of music, ministry, graphic design. Just if there's a story that you can tell the listeners. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this just the other week, actually. So when I was 18 and I got this job at the ministry, one of the first jobs they gave me was to create like an animated video for this song called The Four Points. And it was based on like the four points of the gospel. And this song is by an artist called LZ7, uh, LZ7, I guess you would say in America. Uh, <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, it was like going through these four points of the gospel, all like big high energy track. And I kind of did this like animated typography text thing. And they ended up using that in schools. And I never really got to see it being used because I was in the office most of the time. But like I heard about them using this track in schools and like using it to preach the gospel. And Then we did this big event like near the end of the time that I was working there. Like the end of, I was there for five years and it was like the last week that I was working there. We had this huge outreach event in a big arena in Manchester with like 5,000 young people and mm. all from different schools in the area. And then LZ7 got up and played this song. They like shared the gospel and then played this track. And I just remember like standing at the back and thinking, like seeing this graphic that I'd made as an 18 year old on this huge screen in front of like 5,000 kids that don't know Jesus. And like, mm. I was like, man, I actually got to create something that is literally like sharing the gospel to these people in a visual way. And I think something just kind of clicked in my mind at that point of like, yeah, this is literally a very clear example of doing that thing, like creating something that is able to communicate some truth of who Jesus is to people. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it's not that upfront. Sometimes it's a simple instrumental or something, but I think the heart of it is always the same. Like, am I creating something that's pointing people to Jesus? And that was kind of like a light bulb moment for me seeing that happen. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Okay. Do you want to get into our rapid fire questions, Andy? Yeah, so we're going to go through a series of questions. Yeah, whatever comes to mind first, just no backstory, <laughs> just answer and we'll go on. Okay, this could yeah. be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, ready? When creating, do you think melody or lyrics first? Melody. Brass or woodwind instruments? Woodwind. Uh, songs you're into right now? Mm, um, oh, Lucy Grimble, she's an artist from the UK, just came out with a new song called Goliath and it's awesome. I'm sure you get this all the time, but we have to ask, rivers or robots? <laughs> uh, robots. Ooh. Okay, favorite song off of 24? Mm, 11 p.m. Found, it's called. Okay. Other than Jesus, the most fascinating person in the Bible? Ooh, um, probably David. Mm. That's probably an easy answer, but yeah, I love the Psalms. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You said that you love the Psalms, you love David. So last question is your favorite Psalms. Oh, um, that's so mean. Uh, <laughs> so mean. <laughs> 27. Let's go 27. with that. 27. Mm -hmm. You made it through. That was our speed yes. round. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Yeah, it was such an me. honor to have you. There was so much insight. I know that what you said certainly blessed me. I'm sure it blessed Andy, and I know it'll definitely bless our listeners. So thank you so much. And we just want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you next time. 
Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this interview with Jonathan Ogden. For me personally, there is such a degree of freedom and authenticity that I felt while Jonathan was sharing his story and life experiences. I hope this interview refreshes you, invigorates your soul to abide in God and live in freedom and authenticity in the way God has made you. We appreciate you for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.